Hi there. I'm uh, Thomas Lamb. I'm CEO of Myriad Uranium Corp. Myriad is a CSE-listed uranium explorer, relatively new. Uh, we're also co-listed on the OTC in Frankfurt uh, stock exchanges. Uh, our symbol on the CSE is M. On the OTC is MYRUF and Frankfurt C3Q. So we are looking for uranium in Niger. Uh, Niger could soon be the world's second largest uh, uranium producer. We have 1,800 square kilometers of prime uh, exploration licenses um, right up against two of the most important uranium deposits in Africa. Um, we're up against Aranos Imereran, that is Africa's largest uranium deposit at about 384 million pounds of uranium. We're right next door. And we're also just down the fault uh, from Global Atomics DASA deposit. That is Africa's highest grade um, development stage deposit. And it is uh, also enormous at uh, you know, 250 million pounds of uranium. So we're an explorer, um, but we have uh, a lot of old data from uh, Arano and its predecessor, Arriva. And uh, we are looking to make new massive uh, discoveries in the Timur Soy Basin in Niger. Well, Tom, good to have you back on, sir. Um, we saw you back down in uh, Cape Town, um, where we heard the story for the first time. Um, and it's a nice, nice little re reminder that um, you're moving moving things forward. I think you, you forgot to name drop Goviac, so you border with as well. So um, you're in the right <laughs> postcode, right. or zip code, as they, as they say. So look, um, what's, what's happened since sure. we last spoke? Well, we were advancing the company uh, when we last spoke. Um, we Just a few months before we met last time in Cape Town, we'd really just put the deal together. This is a 100% option, um, or option over 100% uh, uh, of these licenses, these four licenses, again, just over 1,800 square kilometers. And when we last spoke, we would had just acquired and assimilated and done a first pass over all the historic data uh, that we acquired from Arano, Ariba, and other sources, and that was 24,000 uh, meters of drilling, uh, airborne, ground geophysics, lots of surface work, et cetera. So we had all that data. That's So when we last met, we, um, we were very excited. Things were new. Uh, well, since then, we've looked at the data. We've um, prioritized some areas. We've made uh, plans um, for the rest of this year, and uh, we're you know, incredibly excited. So... I guess one of the most important things, the main things uh, that, that's happened uh, since we last met, is we've made our plan to uh, start airborne. This is drone geophysics. This is MAG, drone MAG, which we're going to fly over our key areas in our, um, pardon me, at our Ajibu license. This is our northernmost license. And then also right up uh, near Global Atomics DASA. So that is, um, we We've just decided on that and planned that and uh, firmed that up. Um, and also, we've uh, we've made up other plans uh, regarding near-term exploration. This will include um, ground electrical methods, IP, AMT, etc. So uh, that's exciting progress. That's going to start very soon. Um, we uh, uh, we've I'm not sure how much I was able to speak to this uh, last time we met, but we've acquired. Uh, Aranos, you know, this is really these were Arriva's plans 
to, to explore the area just north of Imararan. So I mentioned this in the introduction, but Imararan, just so everybody knows, it's owned by Arano. It is Africa's largest uranium uh, deposit, 384 million pounds. And we have the license just north of that. Uh, you know, in fact, we share a property boundary and the fault which hosts Imararan um, goes north into our Ajibut license. Um, there it meets the Maduela Fault, and the Maduela Fault goes off, and and then a few kilometers north uh, goes into Goviex's license area, and then hits Goviex's uh, and hosts Goviex's Maduela deposit. So, um, just north of Imararan, we have this area we call it Imararan Imararan North, and uh, so since we met last time, uh, we've acquired what are basically what were Arano's plans from around 2012, right after Fukushima, to explore this area, Imerera North, intensively. They'd planned about 65 uh, boreholes, all sorts of other work, uh, but they never got to it. And uh, because Fukushima, $19 uranium, etc., and uh, they relinquished uh, their exploration licenses. We acquired the licenses, uh, and you know we've got this area. We have their data. We've got their plans, and uh, we're going to explore this area intensively. So that I, you know, I think that's fairly new since uh, and, and new since yeah. we last uh, spoke. Yeah. Extremely exciting, right? Because I think around the time we, we spoke, you were kind of raising a little bit of money, just kind of you know, you know, clear the decks as it were, and get ready for this administrative phase uh, of you know, analysis about you know the historic data. Um, and then obviously going off and getting new data. And they're going off and getting new data with, with, um, with, uh, with, with drone geophysics and whatever else is to come will cost more money. So, you know, what is your thinking with regards to how you kind of play the market in terms of timing that activity? And what is it exactly that you're, you want to get after to kind of inform your decision making for the rest of the year? Yeah. Well, we're conscious of the, of the current market conditions. Uh, you know, you can feel the energy. In uranium, can't you? I mean, it's uh, people are excited, but the you know share prices aren't out there, aren't necessarily responding. Although we're, we seem to be doing well, but, uh, uh, but we're conscious of this. Instead of going out for a, for example, a big raise right now, uh, we think it makes sense to do a, a fairly small raise uh, near term. So, you know, we'll probably look at raising just a you know maybe a million, uh, two million dollars over the next uh, little while. We have about one point one million in the bank, so we're conscious of of the, the market uh, conditions. We actually have plenty of money because we, we don't spend very much and we aren't spending very much at this point. So what we're doing is we're going to, we are planning a raise near term. We'll announce that. Um, we're going to spend a few hundred thousand dollars on, uh, the, uh, initial drone mag geophysics followed by probably the budget is another few hundred thousand dollars on the, uh, IP slash AMT. Um, and, we should have plenty of money taking us to sort of to carry us to September. And this includes investor awareness efforts that we're going to initiate, uh, that people will, people will see. Uh, I have a, I'm very optimistic about that, you know, biting. And, uh, so we should be in a good financial position, um, come September and in the, in the run up to September, because we have planned, uh, to start, we plan to start drilling, Around October first, uh, we can we can decide how much money we want to raise, sort of in the summer, to fund drilling. 
we'll have enough money. We could we could do a you know a, a smaller drill program starting October first with money that we'll have in the treasury. Call that uh, you know million or two dollars uh, depending on what's happening. Um, or we could be more ambitious. Um, we want to be in a position where we have really good option value, kind of uh, if the and, and you know we, where we have leverage if the market heats up, for example. If uh, uranium gets really exciting, we're going to be in a, in a really good position because we're going to have cash, we're going to have exciting plans, and we'll have already started our marketing. Um, but on the other hand, if things stay the way they are and just are a little bit well, lateral, um, then we're also going to be in a good position because we're not running down our cash. We'll have enough to execute our plan and also do some very exciting drilling um, starting October 1st. Right. Okay. Good. So, so okay. So keep keeping options um, open and and not you know not burying the shareholders by raising too much money uh, right now. Um, exactly. We're we're off to, we're off to the um, WNA um, conference in Luxembourg at the end of this month. I mean, it seems like a like a a big turnout. Oh, yeah. um, the great and the good are, are rocking up for that one. This co- this whole kind of energy security, energy transition component, nuclear is front and center there. With you know in terms of its um, cost-effective baseload energy, um, you, you know. So I think governments are, governments are in attendance, and governments are paying attention to that now. Um, and I think likewise, you know, the share government has also recently sort of demonstrated its its um, unconditional support for uranium in in, in country with recent ever. events, right? Um, and yeah. so, so you you've got to work out how you can navigate the markets. Um, it used to be a case of navig- navigating the geopolitical scene, but it's, it just kind of feels like there's this groundswell support and um, encouragement yeah, by this. governments across the world for it, isn't it? Oh, I mean, absolutely. I love talking about the subject. We can, uh, you know, geez, it just keeps getting better and better, the story, doesn't it? Um, yeah, amazing. Uh, governments around the world are, are, are adjusting their thinking. Uh, the, the populations of countries that used to be, you know, maybe again anti-nuclear or neutral at best are now in favor. The story is really shifting. It's extremely exciting. And, yeah. you know, as you mentioned in Niger too, uh, uh, the government is really, uh, I, I, I talk to these people, um, you know, ministers, uh, prime minister, other people, you know, involved their various capacities. I mean, they, the energy there is, is palpable. The, the uh, excitement, they're, they're really excited about what's to come here. Uh, Niger is going to get, uh, it's going to really hot up. Um, you know, strong support there and uh, anticipation. Right. So, so tell me. So then, we're kind of moving to with that conversation was is like you know how do you play it in country, right? So you, you've got um, yeah, you've got three three projects. If, if we say target two and three, or the you know one together, assets, yeah. right? Um, you got three assets. You are bound at the border with uh, Maduella and Govix one side. You've got Arano on the other. Obviously, big player, big big assets. Um, you're an explorer. You've got to kind of, you've got to be agile and nimble about the way that you, and efficient with the way that you deploy capital. So, in terms of your exactly. plans, I know it's early days, but you, you, given that you're surrounded by the great and the good, what's the business model, business plan for you? Is it a case of just keep raising money efficiently and and, and staying in control yourself, or do you look to partners or partner with other companies on on any of the? Th- the three projects. Yeah, uh, you know, great. That's that is the question. Um, so I, I, we have so much land. We have eighteen hundred square kilometers uh, over over eighteen hundred square kilometers, and 
that is a lot for a company our size. So we will be looking to joint venture. Um, I'm really optimistic about that. We have great acreage. So what we're, what we're doing initially is we're priori- prioritizing two areas. Now, the one, as I mentioned, is just north of Imerare, and that's Imerare North. We're going to focus on that ourselves, and we can do that quite cheaply and efficiently uh, because we already have data, plans, uh, you know, the Serrano, Arribas plans, et cetera, and with some really focused geophysics, airborne and ground, plus drilling that's targeted based on that uh, that information, we can we can really f- spend money efficiently. So that's number one. Number two, uh, a bit the, the same thing over by Global Atomics DASA in a, in a small area there that's, uh, well, it's not that small. And so we can focus on those two areas, try to find a, another Global Atomic uh, DASA deposit to the south, um, close to DASA, and then here in Ajabut uh, at our Imerare North area, um, you know, we'd be happy to go deeper and uh, and uh, look for high grade that uh, is more analogous to DASA. But we can also, and this is just something I wanted to mention, you know, then I'll continue the rest of your question there. Imeraren, sorry, Arano in relation to Imeraren has just announced an in situ recovery uh, test project. It's going to, their budget's about $115 million Canadian. That's about $85 million euros. Um, and they are going to start in situ recovery, uh, at Imerare. And this is, this really transforms, uh, economics as your viewers, many of you viewers will, will understand this actually elevates our Ajabut Imerare North project to, you know, quite a high priority because if, if this, the sandstone, uh, roll from sandstone, um, geology is amenable to, well, ISR there, then this is extremely exciting. For our and bodes really well uh, as we described it for our, for Ajibut uh, Imerare North license. So, you know, and we can do that cheaply. So that's number one. Number two, uh, we'll explore very efficiently down by Global Atomics uh, DASA project that's in our AFODA license. Then number three, we have Tajay's uh, Tagait two and Tagait three, really big, very exciting licenses on key faults. Um, we've got uh, to the west, Chinese Azalut project, to a little bit to the north, again, Global Atomics DASA on the Adrar Imorales fault. So those two licenses in the south, I think we're going to attract, in particular, joint venture interest. Um, so, you know, that is our plan, and it's really cash efficient at this point. Um, and uh, so, you know, we can advance in that way, um, especially given our stage. We're going to raise more money. And uh, and advance, but we want to be, you know, we're conscious of dilution. Your viewers will see that we we only have twenty six and a half million shares outstanding, and we all, I you know, I like to repeat this: we all pay for our shares, uh, real money management, and uh, and key people. So it's not uh, something where we've issued lots of uh, cheap shares to everybody. So we're 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 efficient and uh, uh, with our. Share structure you know, in terms of our share structure and our spending. Um, so, 
hope that partly answers your question. No, no, but it, well, it, it, it does. It, and yeah, I know you've got a kind of tight share structure and, and, and a tight register, um, which is great at, at these early stages. Um, so I just want to come back to the Iran um, situation with regards to ISR, because it's not, it's not really the done thing in, in Niger. And so Niger government, very, very pro-Uranian, very pro-mining and, and very, very helpful. You know, think, you know, licenses, you know. No. Uh, get, get allocated quite quickly, um, et cetera, you know, um, so it's important to them. But obviously, an ISR is for 50% of, you know, production globally, but it's not something that's been done um, that often so, in Russia, it's in Russia, in Niger. So in Niger, what, no. What, what do you, it's what a big do you, part of Ka- you, production in Kazakhstan, et cetera, but you're right. In sure. fact, all throughout Africa, I think it's, it's not really the done thing in Africa. Uh, generally, is it? And Quite How right. is Arana getting on with that program? We say, you know, it bodes well for you, but, you know. Okay, well, I mean, this is, you know, I and I should actually be a little bit more, uh, we were excited. We, so we're new entrants in Niger, right? And we've been there. We did our deal last August. I'm a fairly new CEO, just started in November. You know, we see uh, Arano uh, making this big announcement about, uh, about in situ. Uh, they've been doing hydrological work for a few years. And we've been trying to find out how it's been going and, you know, but they, we haven't, we weren't able to learn anything. And, uh, so this announcement actually caught us a bit by surprise, uh, maybe not others, but just, you know, all of a sudden they were telling, uh, you know, they announced this and, um, you know, exciting for us being neighbors, hopefully uh, similar geology, et cetera. But, but we are at the same time, very conscious that in situ is, uh, is a complex issue um, in Niger. I mean, it's, it's a complex issue in lots of places because you've got, you know, how does it affect um, aquifers? How does it affect the local people, agriculture? What is it, you know, uh, water, water supply, and uh, can the, are the effects long-term, um, et cetera. So there are these issues. Uh, and, you know, I uh, we're going to have to wrap our heads around this, um, learn as much as we can about it it's all it's all new uh um but uh, you know this is um you know it's a really good point will isr will in situ uh you know work in niger will it be acceptable uh to uh, local people to the government etc i'm uh you know i'm 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 looking forward to finding out and uh of course it, it all has to be done you know with a focus on the environment and the local folks um, who are going to be affected by this? So that is priority one. Okay, so but so that's that, that's in the background. Uh, watching brief. Let's see how Rana um, get on and and how the government um, reacts to that, and environmentalists react to that, and all, all of the all of those good things that my, you know mining companies need to do properly. Um, for, for you though, and and I and I saw, I saw a um a kind of map of because this is this is quite interesting. It, 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 you know, I know you've been re- referencing and, and, and talking about Emirara North and uh, as, as you're leaving your, your project, but you really are quite close. It might be worth whipping up a, um, a, sure, a, happy a map to. here. Um, yep. fact, there, there we go. go. There we go. We have we have a map um, up there. So, can you, again, talk us through Ajabut um, or Ajabut, sure. um and yeah. what, what's so, happening there in, in the near term, if that's the focus. Great. So, you know, if... if um, uh, if I had a moment, I would label this Imerera North. This is this oval that with an A in it. And this is what we call, uh, Myriad calls uh, Imerera North. And you can see Imerera in itself a little bit to the south. That is uh, Arano's Imerera. And so that, 
you know, that's about 10 kilometers away. Okay. Okay. So it's, it's quite close. Um, you can see it's just offset off. This, these are interpreted uh, major structures. But, um, yeah, so the plan is uh, uh, we have a little bit of historic inf drilling information from, from this zone. These are historic drill holes by Arriva and uh, maybe Kojima. And uh, these basically offenses here that are, are run north-south. The red dots are uh, intersections of over 100 ppm. And you can see they were over there. These are sort of tertiary structures almost, like you see we, we have called lineant, uh, lineament uh, interpretations. They were over there looking for some other very interesting things. By the way, you can see these are, these are labeled our other, other priorities, B and C. Um, but what's happening is, is now with this Imararan announcement uh, with the ISR, that does elevate this zone and this intersection um, to a, a priority. <laughs> we think it's going to be very interesting explore. Um, so I, I think maybe I'm repeating myself, but you can see these are planned holes. These were Ariva's planned holes inside the oval, 65 of them. And uh, yeah, so the plan is- Were they shallow? I mean, what, what sort of depths are we talking about? All right, uh, well, the planned holes themselves were always in the, in 300 meters or less. Um, and that's because that's what uh, Ariva Arano did throughout the entire basin. And that's, I mean, I, I don't want to say that's why they didn't find a a DASA, a global atomic DASA, but they were looking for these sandstone roll front, uh, you know, uranium deposits, low grade, uh, uh, et cetera. Um, and so they didn't go deeper. Yeah. Okay. But the, it's kind of saying you kind of got the Arlet fault and the Maduello faults of, you know, joining up at that that point. Um, interesting, interesting. Yeah. You can see uh, Arano's, uh, Arano's operating mines, or at least, what, you know, one of the two up here in the north, somewhere in Komenak operating. They have their mill. Which is a high capacity. That's probably going to take feed from DASA. Up here, you've got um, GobiX's Matawella project. It's just, uh, you know, all, all these things are controlled by these major faults. And the fact they merge here, now, now a geologist would say it's a lot more complicated than just uh, you know having key faults uh, merging on your property. That's, uh, but it's, but it is interesting. You know, at first, extremely interesting at first remove. So the planned holes. Uh, Ariba's plant holes were shallow, relatively shallow, but the Carboniferous layer, and uh, you know, it, it, again, it gets more complicated than this. But um, Global Atomics DASA lies deeper, right beneath the sandstone layers, into the Carboniferous, which, uh, depending on where you are, maybe is at around three hundred meters, four hundred meters. Um, you know, it's big Global Atomics big intercept intercepts uh, that were announced in say November, December. Maybe it was November. You know, forty-six meters of three percent uh, shorter interval of thirteen percent uranium. Those were deeper. Those are five hundred meters, five hundred and fifty meters. As a lot of your viewers are know the economics of, of those. Uh, you know, even though it's they're fairly deep, or the economics are, are really, really great. So, you know, we're interested in going uh, deeper also. So we've got the we've got the planned holes here, but um, what about going significantly deeper and uh, looking for you know high grade. Uh, deposits that maybe more closely remember resemble uh, global atomic DASA. Uh, so uh, very interesting. Okay, so, so that's the that's the plan. So Tom, Tom I'm going to just slightly segue uh, off um, if, if you don't mind, which is about you. Okay, we we talked last time, and you kind of covered 
fairly loosely some of the stuff that you've been involved in in the past without sort of necessarily talking about success. So, you know, just to remind me, so you're a new CEO, but you've been involved in mining before. Where have you seen success before or where have you been involved with success before relative to what you're trying to do today? Well, uh, uh, I guess uh, reverse chronology, uh, starting about 11 years ago, started a project generator in East Africa focused on Uganda with two partners, Dr. Jennifer Hinton and uh, Andy Edelmeyer. And uh, we ended up developing uh, all sorts of assets and projects, but one of the ones uh, that really worked out, um, and you'll be familiar with the company that we sold the project to, was, was a company called M2 Cobalt. So uh, my partners and I, we founded it. I was a on the board of that company and an executive that we, um, it's about five years ago, uh, four years ago, we sold to Gervois Global, uh, which is uh, yeah, Australia-based uh, um, offshoot, really kind of an offshoot of Glencore. And I think you know, you'll, you'll know Bryce Crocker, et cetera, and that team. So it was a really good deal for us. Um, it really, uh, we we're happy. I worked for, as an executive, as part of the deal terms, I stayed on for a year and a half as an executive for Gervois uh, Global. And um, and then, uh, uh, you know, ended up eventually leaving. But um, uh, that was, you know, something we built from scratch. We literally staked the ground in East Africa and Uganda, built the company uh, public and uh, sold it to Gervois. And Gervois did extremely well uh, for, for, for a while. So that would be something where we, you know, some of our investors and shareholders uh, did extremely well. Gerbois since, of course, is uh, uh, you know it's quite the quite the up and down for um, cobalt. That's an example. I uh, earlier I um, I started a company called Gold Group. In fact, I was the very first shareholder in 2005. I started with a uh, really old friend of mine, and we built that over five years and had a nice IPO um, uh, five years later, and it ended up being worth a few hundred million dollars, and it was a nice uh, nice success. I left the day after the IPO, after helping to build it for five years, and uh, the story after that is uh, it's interesting. But uh, that was a that was a, a Mexico-focused gold producer. Um, that's another example. So I, uh, uh, you know, I've had a, some lucky bounces along the way. Other things I've done, I've been involved in in various juniors. Um, uh, CBJ was a a Colombia-focused gold explorer was. It was quite successful for a time, um, and uh, I also lived in London. I went to London Business School, and out of that, I uh, got recruited to be on the board of Russia's, at the time, second largest gold producer. So that was an exciting time. That was enough years ago before things went uh, quite a different direction with Russia, but um, I, I was on the board of a company called U-Gold or Uzurozolita, uh, which had 11 gold mines across Russia. And that was uh, that was great experience. So those are three examples of things I've done, and and there's more. No, I just think it's worth sometimes you know people ask us about you know, sure. the, the background of the CEOs and, and the and the team you know and it, in terms of being relevant to um, building companies. So sure, you know, yeah, and I, you know, I, I, well, I was I was a corporate lawyer in my previous life, uh, mergers and acquisitions lawyer, securities lawyer. We won't hold that against so, you. Uh, we won't hold it against so, you. Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, look. <laughs> Tom, look, um, look, I appreciate you coming back on and, and saying, you know, saying you're, you know, ready to kind of 
step up and move this thing forward. Obviously, we're we're big fans of Africa and and Niger and uranium, and I just think it's an interesting little uh, story that you're, you're you're starting to build here, and obviously in the right zip code. So. Look, stay in touch as, as things move forward. And if you're going to do that um, at Raise, um, do you give us a heads sure up um, on that? Because that, that, that would be quite interesting, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. And thanks for having me. It's always great to see you.